Super Talk Mississippi media production. Mississippi State traveling to Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats this weekend. So here on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, John Hale from the Louisville Courier-Journal will join us. And I promised only one, but man, 7-2. to two. What on earth happened on Sunday to your boys? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it was bad. I mean, uh, you blame it on the goalkeeper uh, switch, but uh, that was only the first one, and, and he certainly didn't have anything to do with how badly they defended after that. But uh, you get as many gloats as you want this week. You, you win 7-2, you, you get all the, all the time to talk. I, I, fo- I follow Tom Fornelli on Twitter. I don't know if you do as well, but, man, he was freaking out as an Aston Villa fan watching that. All right, let's get away from the Premier League. Everybody just turned off this interview, just just that little bit right there. Uh, Mississippi State and Kentucky, you know, this has been a series. Mississippi State has had an edge on, but Kentucky has won the last two up there in Lexington. I thought Kentucky was going to be really good this year. I picked them to beat Auburn. I certainly picked them to beat Ole Miss. They're 0-2. What is What am I missing? What's Why is Kentucky not where I thought they were going to be? Yeah, it's an interesting spot because, I mean, I, I thought they were going to be really good too. And, and, you know, I still think there's a chance that they could figure things out. I actually, the reason I picked them to lose to Auburn for the sole reason that I thought Terry Wilson, the quarterback, coming back after more than a year without playing the game as he rehabbed from the injury, had faced an SEC team since, you know, the, in November 2018, mm-hmm. uh, was going to need some time to shake off some rust. And so I thought if that game had been played a few weeks later, maybe he's in a spot where they could win, but he, he wasn't going to be perfect, and, and that was probably too much to ask in his first game back. And I think that's basically how it played out. I mean, they had a real chance to beat Auburn, but there were probably three or four different plays in that game that uh, went, their, went the wrong way, some self-inflicted wounds, and if you fix any of those, it's a different outcome. Well, then you look ahead to the next week against Ole Miss, and, and obviously Lane Kiffin um, for the loss against Florida week one. They really impressed with the, the stats they put up in that game offensively, and so you thought that maybe it was going to be a little more difficult than, than we originally anticipated. I think it played out that way, but Kentucky's defense was supposed to be a strength of this team coming into the season, and they were just terrible last week, frankly. I mean, they made a couple big stops, like one at the very end of regulation to force overtime. But for the most part, Ole Miss was just able to do whatever they wanted to do. And so I think that's the real concern is in terms of is Kentucky who we thought they were before the season. I think offensively they have been so far. But defensively, especially in the secondary where they have basically everybody packed from the team that ranked second in the country last year in pass defense, they just have not been very good so far. And, of course, against the air raid offense in Mississippi State this week, that's going to be even more important. Yeah, that just leads right into my next question there. That's, you know, Matt Corral had a lot of success. And, and the week before, Bo Nix, who I don't think is a great passing quarterback, had good success uh, against this Kentucky secondary. Are, are they up to the challenge of the air raid? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I do think some of the first week, and, you know, Bo deserves some credit for strides he made from, you know, year one to year two as their starter. But a lot of that was just Seth Williams, the wide receiver yeah. for Auburn, just making some great one-on-one plays. And I don't know that Kentucky's going to face an individual receiver much better than him all season. And so, so I, mean, I think sometimes you just they, – they had situations where they, you know, for whatever reason, schematically, they couldn't double him up. And it's going to be a 50-50 ball, and he's going to come down with more than his fair share of those. And I think that's what happened in, in that situation. Last week against Ole Miss, just basically everybody in the secondary got kind of torn up a little bit. And obviously, it's more than just defensive back play. I mean, if they get a better pass rush, that helps them out. There uh, seemed to be some suggestion that some guys at the second level might have been letting some some routes through un, unimpeded that they don't normally do. And so it, it all plays a 
plays a factor, but against a, a, an air raid offense where the whole philosophy that you know Mike Leach and how Mummy came up with back at Kentucky in the late nineties was you know run to the grass and and, and go where you're open. Uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how they do it. I mean, I assume that Kentucky, given how they struggled the first two weeks, is not going to try and do what LSU did and just you know defend them man to man the entire game. But uh, even if they they do some zone and try and you know build on what Arkansas did last week or what you know a Washington did so often against Washington State when Leach was there, they need to play better individually and make more plays. And, and I think part of that is uh, trusting your teammates and not trying to do too much, which has been an issue so far. When I've watched this team this year, I see a lot of mental mistakes. You know, there's some turnovers, special teams errors. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the decision, I'm, I'm going to slow up and, and flash the deuces before I'm actually in the end zone. That is not what I expect from a Mark Stoops team. I expect them to be a pretty disciplined team, to be pretty tight, uh, and, and not make those kind of mistakes. What's, what has he had to say about his team and the way they've played the last couple of weeks? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's obviously not been thrilled, and and I think those reasons are as most much of the frustration as anything because that's that's not what they usually do. I mean, I, I will say that this has been a program throughout his tenure that they've they've had some slow starts. I mean, uh, even uh, you look back to 2016, which was the first year they made a bowl game. They started 0-2 that year and were losing to New Mexico State at halftime in week three, and and the place was you know just about to revolt. They weren't sure that Mark Hughes was going to last through the weekend as coach, and then. Benny Snell, that game emerged, and uh, they had a quarterback switch, and kind of came to this identity of this run-first offense. They've had some much success with the last four years, and and just went on from there. But they've they've their opening game has generally been against these lesser opponents, and they've still struggled a little bit. They've won those games, uh, other than one year they lost to Southern Miss in the opener. But uh, after that, they they it seems like they need a couple weeks, most seasons, to figure things out. Throw in all the uncertainty of the off season and. You know the shortened spring practice and the weird uh, summer conditioning with all the COVID restrictions, and I, I assume that that's playing a part in it. But that's everybody's operating yeah. under the same situation, so it's not like it's just Kentucky by any means. Uh, they've got to figure out a way to fix this, and it's been interesting. This week, there's been a lot of talk of a year ago when they started 0-3 in the SEC in the SEC play, a loss to South Carolina, and just a terrible performance the week before they moved Limbo to quarterback. They had this whole thing where they went on a bye week and they started this break bread program, they call it, where they had to go get to know a teammate they didn't know and increase team unity and bonding and how important that was to them turning around their season. They can't do that this year because you can't be around the facility. You can't be uh, spending a lot of time with teammates. So I'm really intrigued to see how much of the mental mistakes and, you know, that not doing too much, not trusting your teammates has to do with some of these off field things that they're going through right now. And, And the more losses pile up, the more you wonder how, how willing guys are going to be to, to handle all this stuff that they have to do extra this year they don't normally do. One of the positives from last week game, uh, last week's game against Ole Miss was the running game for Kentucky. They ran at will. I think a lot of that had to do with Ole Miss. It's not a great rush defense, but give Kentucky a lot of credit. They ran the ball very, very effectively. Mississippi State has been pretty decent against the run in these first two games, surprisingly so to those of us who, who covered this team. If if state is successful again, does does Kentucky have the playmakers in the passing game? Can Terry Wilson win this game with his arm if he needs to? I think that's a big question. I, I'm there, I, I don't see any way Kentucky wins this game if they don't get some sort of credible rushing attack. I mean, they don't have to rush for 400 yards like they did last week, or like they ran for 500 yards against Louisville at the end of last season. I mean, this this is a team that has been proven pretty capable of running against almost anybody. And if they but they 
can't. I, I don't see a scenario where if they rush for seventy-five yards in the game that they have any chance to win. But if they can get you know one hundred and fifty uh, yards out of this, I think Kerry Wilson has shown enough, especially the jump he made from week one to week two, to where you think that he can do some things. And, and part of it, and that's going to boost their rushing totals too, is is he such a dangerous dual threat quarterback? And so not even necessarily always completing passes, but just having the threat to, to tuck it and run and scramble adds another element to this offense, too, that, that's really, really important. I mean, they're getting one of their top wide receivers, Bryce Oliver, back from a hamstring injury this week, supposedly. That, I think, helps. Um, Josh Ali, their number one option at receiver, has has been great through two weeks, and, and that was a big question if they had a guy, a go-to guy, and he appears to be that. But so many of those other receivers are still improving because, frankly, they spent the second half of last season just blocking every play for Lynn Bowden and, and so how much development did they get in terms of catching passes when you didn't have any healthy quarterbacks that's that's a real question still and uh, part of it's on Terry Wilson but part of it's on those guys to step up and show that they're capable of making plays If Kentucky loses this game they'll be 0-3 their next two are at Tennessee and then Georgia what is what is the scenario here if, if Kentucky loses this game what is this team going to end up being yeah, I think it's really, really bad. I mean, I, I think that it's as close as a must-win game you can get in the first month of the season that I've ever seen. I mean, obviously that New Mexico State game in 2016 I just mentioned was up there too, but in terms of SEC opponents, I, I don't think they've started 0-3. I looked at stuff yesterday since like 1960s. Oof. And obviously that's a lot because they're playing non-conference games in the first month most years. Uh, but there have been some really bad Kentucky teams over that 50-year period, and, mm-hmm. and even they didn't start 0-3. And, None of them had the, the gauntlet of just playing SEC teams. And, and Kentucky would be 0-3 without playing a single team in their division. So then it gets really, really difficult. They don't, I'm not still sold on Tennessee being a legitimate top-20 team in the country, uh, but they're, they appear to be pretty good. And Kentucky never beats Tennessee. They've beaten them twice in the last 35 years. So you don't feel great about that one. Certainly you don't think they're going to beat Georgia. you still got trips to Alabama and Florida at the end of the season. Um, by the time you play South Carolina, it's the last game of the year, so who knows what motivation you even have. Missouri and Vanderbilt are really the only two games on the schedule that you'd feel really comfortable picking them to win, and that, that would just be such a crippling blow to the program in terms of all the momentum Stoops has built, recruiting, uh, all of these things they need to keep going on, and, and they could tell people as much as they want that you know it's an all-SEC schedule and it's difficult, but just the perception is going to be so bad. Uh, that it would be a really, really big concern. And then, like I mentioned, if you're 0-5, how many of these players are going to say, shoot, what is the what? What is worth this sitting around and going through all these extra precautions and all these extra steps this year, knowing we don't really have anything to play for anymore? That that would be a big concern, too. How do you see this game playing out on Saturday? My gut is that Kentucky, because they're so desperate and because they've shown signs the first two weeks, even though they lost, don't come out with a win, but I, I need to see a lot more from that defense, the past defense in particular, to, to feel comfortable in that uh, conclusion. I, I don't know for sure. I don't feel great about it either way. I, I do think that between the quarterback run game and just their offensive line play, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yeah. And their running backs, I do think they're going to be able to run better than LSU or Arkansas did against Mississippi State, part of that because they're just so focused on establishing the run. I think they'll just try longer until they they get some success there, and I think that helps. And their real blueprint is possessing the ball and keeping you know the defense off the field as much as possible. If they can do that some, I think, I think they have a real chance to win. But if not, I mean, if they're going three and out and 
and the defense is getting lit up, it could get ugly quick. And so I, I think it's a, a very interesting matchup both ways on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I agree with you on that. John, thanks so much for joining us, man. We always appreciate your time. John Hale from the Louisville Courier-Journal. He had a great article this week talking about Mike Leach returning to Lexington and talked to how mummy beef jerky is involved. That's all. That's the only teaser that I'll, uh, that I'll give. But definitely check that article out. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the time. Anytime. Thanks for having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.